Welcome to the Great American Collectibles Show, heard Wednesdays at 6.30 p.m. Eastern on PSA.com and the PSA Facebook page. The Great American Collectibles Show is brought to you by PSA and the National Sports Collectors Convention. Tonight's headlines are brought to you by Sports Collectors Daily. For all of your hobby news, features, and more, visit sportscollectorsdaily.com. And now, your hosts, Tom Zappala and John Mallory. <laughs> JM, did you ever have one of those shows where you said, you know, man, we're just rolling. We're going to be all over the. We just roll with it. We are going to be all over the place today. So we've, well, you know, I'm going to let you talk about what. Well, just first of all, welcome. <laughs> Name of the show is the Great American Collectible Show. Tom Zapp and my good pal JM John Mallory. Yes, this, this is Rico's off week. I've done two shows in a row. I know that he's doing two shows because we have important people coming in next. So week. you wanted Rico for the important You're people. You're out. You see how it works? You're out. You're out. <laughs> I mean, that's the way it works. Yeah, you can see. I guess is really he's, excited. He's, really, he's already into the yeah, show. He's really excited about coming yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> all right, listen. First of all, <laughs> the name of this show is the Great American. Is yawning or hyperventilating? But the na- either one. The name <laughs> of- Don't make him panic. He's not on screen yet. You're not on screen not yet, on Chris. Screen yet. You're in the back room. It's okay. <laughs> so again, the name of this show is the Great American Collective. You know, this is really important because Chrissy yells at me please subscribe like and share the show with your friends yeah uh you can watch us on facebook and youtube or you can listen to us anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast anywhere in the world absolutely if you have a comment a question even a topic leave a message uh, in the chat below or email me at zap senior at hotmail.com z-a-p-s-r at hotmail.com it's and about I time promise, you do that i promise i will <clears throat> not get back to you thank Fair you enough? chrissy no i will professional listen to that all right listen before we bring in our guest and we're gonna have a little fun with our guest today i can see this it, it could go either way oh a headline psa parent company expanding office space again jm Wow. For the third time in as many years, Collectors Holdings, the parent company of professional sports authenticators, is expanding the operational footprint at its headquarters in Santa Ana, California. Collectors has signed a new 15-year lease at its current location and is taking hold of another, ready for this, 102,000 square foot Office You're space. kidding me. It's freaking unbelievable. It's huge. The collector's organization, including WATA, which authenticates and grades video games and recently relocated from Denver, will now occupy 286,636 square feet in all. If you want more information, all you have to do is go to our good friend Rich Miller and the great gang at sportscollectorsdaily.com. Sports Collectors Daily. Great, great. I love sports collectors. A lot of news, a lot of facts, more expansion, yeah. better for the customer. Absolutely. Right? All right, listen. We have a good show, and we're bringing in a new representative of one of our big sponsors. Really Harry as Jones. new as you could get. Now, we're, we're going to call him a pinch hitter for the pinch hitter. He's like Manny Moda. <laughs> right? <laughs> I hope he's not like, uh, what's his name, uh, Mendoza. Oh, man. Right? Like Mario Mendoza. Mario Mendoza. Well, we'll see what he bats. All right, so we're going to bring in yeah. Chris Nerat. Nerat or Nerat? Well, you should ask out. him. Not From Heritage me, Auctions. But... Chris, how you doing, brother? <laughs> doing good. I'm doing good. How are you guys? Good, good. Uh, we don't want you to look really excited about being on with us. <laughs> uh, but, you know, calm down. We'll be fine. He's in the room where they kept the guy with the red stapler on office space <laughs> right now. <isn't> he? <laughs> Chris, how you doing? First of all, really, all kidding aside, uh, thanks for joining us. Last minute. Uh, Chris, uh, uh, Mike Prob was supposed to be on Provenzale. Well, first Grady was supposed to be on, right? Gra- yeah, Grady's having a sex transplant today. <laughs> so Grady's out. A sex transplant. Whatever they call it. <laughs> what do they call that? I don't what do they call that? Whatever, you know, know what I'm saying. I don't know. And then uh, Provenzale uh, <laughs> canceled at the last minute because he's at the doctor's office with his child. So he said, I've got a great guy. His name is Chris Narrett. Now, Chris, you are a sports collectibles expert, correct? Yeah, I do a lot of the memorabilia for Heritage. Uh, my main uh, focus is football, vintage football memorabilia, game-worn jerseys, and basketball memorabilia. So are you a, uh, a primarily a football guy or a basketball? What do you like better? I really like them both equally. Um, I would say uh, I grew up in the uh, Wisconsin area and 
always been a Packer fan. You kind of have to be if you're from that area. Right. And uh, I've always been a Milwaukee Bucks fan uh, since the mid '80s, and struggle a lot over the years with the Bucks. And then we finally lucked out and got the best player in the world on our team now, <laughs> right. and uh, got ourselves a championship a couple years ago. Uh, so I'm. I'm all in with both teams. I always like the Bucks. You know what? I mean, Bucks were a it's good a, team. It's a great time. There were some lean years there with the Packers and the Bucks. You know, but it's a great time right now. And by the way, even if you're a baseball fan up there, the Brewers are a pretty good baseball team. So that's a good time to be mm-hmm. up in uh, in Dairyland, no doubt. Except no for, doubt. except for the winter. Well, it's it's bad up there. Well, look who's talking. Look, well, I'm in look Florida, at us, right? Yeah, that's right. You leave. <laughs> I'm in Florida, you leave. brother. But I'll tell you something. Uh, I when I was a kid, when I was in college, I used to love. The Bucks, Celtics. There were some great rivalries. That's when Kareem, Kareem Lou Alcindor, Bobby yeah. Dandridge. Sure. They had yeah. some good teams. I yeah. went to a couple of playoff games. Yep. I mean, there was some- Well, even in the 80s, you know, when the Eastern Conference was so good, the, the heyday, you know, the Celtics and the Sixers, the Bucks had excellent teams with Quinn Buckner and Junior Bridgman and Sidney Moncrief, but they were just in the same conference with the Sixers and the Celtics. But they were excellent teams. So. Yeah, I got to ask so you good this sports, song. Good sports history, not even to mention college. So. I, Chris, yeah. you know, uh, your quarterback, is he a little unstable these days? <laughs> uh, so I'm on the Packer Hall of Fame Board of Directors. Are you really? So I'll... I will have to decline uh, speaking <laughs> about our, speak. the yeah, current state of our, our team. <laughs> well, let me tell you something. A little side note. Uh, John, JM and I and my wife, Ellen, we are in negotiations right now with uh, to do a seventh book. And we are chatting with, since you're a football guy, with uh, Dan Hunt and Rob Casteline uh, to do the Hunt Castelline collection, uh, which is the Hunt family, the from Hunt the family, Kansas yeah, City that, that's, Chiefs, prom- yeah. that's probably the best football collection in the world. Yeah, uh, prominent at the uh, Hall of Fame, right? Football Hall of Fame. Yep. So we're kind of chatting with them, see what happens, but that that'll be fun. Sorry. So, what is your? You also do some writing, right, for Heritage? Yeah, I do a lot of the writing. Been doing writing now ah, for for Heritage for 13 years and for other companies for several years. Uh, and um, am I still there? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, and uh, yeah, I do a lot of the writing. So do a lot of the football, basketball, hockey, some baseball, and um, yeah, I've been doing it forever. You know that's good because uh, we're always looking for good writers. Uh- <laughs> are you talking about? You're right. So are we. If you guys want to come and help us, we would definitely uh, uh, be all for that. Yeah, we, so we're Chris, always let a- me ask you about that because it's something people read, you know, when they go to the catalogs or online, and there is a skill to it because you're trying to get the most important information out there without writing six pages, right? Can you just talk about that? We don't talk about that I, a that's lot a great question. on this show, but it's a big part of the marketing of cards, and, which and, is what this business is about. And I want to just, before you answer the question, I want to add to that because, all, I mean, your, your catalog is like, uh, you know, there are, there are great catalogs and great catalogs, and my two favorite catalogs are theirs and, and Memory Lane's. Yeah. Joe T. does a good job, too. Yeah. Uh, two great <clears throat> catalogs. But John just asked a great question. You have to condense what you're writing about. How do you do that? Yeah, it's it's uh, become an art for for me. Uh, it, it, you know, starting out, I didn't exactly know how to do it properly. But I think now that I've been here for so long, that you kind of learn what is important. I mean, you definitely want the facts. You know, you want the dimensions of the item. You want the condition. You definitely have to, you know, tell the, what the provenance is. Um, I don't like to add a lot of fluff to my descriptions because. I'm a bidder too in auctions and I don't like to read all the fluff. I want to get to the facts. I don't want uh, that. It's got a ding corner uh, that it's That's restored, you know, buried in the write up. Uh, so, and, and I'm just not a huge reader to be honest with you. Um, so I just want to see the bullet points and that's kind of how I write. Um, some auctions, you know, they're more fluff yeah. and, uh, Flowery. and they're longer. Yeah. A lot longer descriptions than at least, at least what I like to do. Um, so yeah, I, I focus on the facts. I want to make it quick. You know, you want you want to add a little enthusiasm um, to it, but you don't want to oversell an item. You know, you, you don't want to. Um, one of the one of the huge things that I didn't realize when I started, but when you write, you want to write so you don't get a return on the item, um, because we'll give a return if the description isn't 
you know, that's a career. great point. He's right. Great yeah. Point. So yeah. everything. So going into a write up, I'm always thinking I want this to sell for as much as possible, but I also don't want it to come back to us. Um, so you need you need to be very accurate uh, when you're writing the description. Very, very. Cool. No, it is. It's, and it is an art form, you know, not to overstate, but, you know, there's a difference between writing a long form situation and then somewhere you have to just get the facts. You know, it's it's a it's a dragnet thing. It's a, just the facts. Well, you know, man. It, I agree with you on that. And I think that's what in that form anyway. I mean, absolutely. our books, it's different. We, right. we tell a little story of players and all that. But in that form, I think that's what the consumer wants too, Chris, is they want to know the facts. They want to know what they're Good getting, point. where it came from, and all that. Don't you agree? And I don't want to insult our readers. Correct. You know, they know that Michael Jordan was the best player ever, <laughs> that you know, won six championships with the Bulls. I don't need to write that in every description. Yeah. Um, you know, point. they want to know that this uh, PSA Jordan ticket that he scored 50 points is a pop one of one, the highest uh, graded. You know, that's the important thing. Correct. That's, that's really cool. Speaking of which, you guys, uh, I don't know if uh, you're involved in the auction uh, that's going on right now, but... Uh, you've got some pretty, you know, I'm just looking at a couple of the items, pretty, pretty cool items. Another TB12 2000 Playoff Contenders uh, Championship ticket. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm sure you, you know, you're the guy that's written about all this stuff. 52 Mantle, PSA 6. OPG Gretzky Rookie Card, PSA 9. Yeah. Some pretty cool stuff there, brother. Yeah, I mean, we definitely have a lot of the keys. I'm looking at it right now. The TB12. Uh, contenders is already at 490,000. The, uh, the Mickey Mantle PSA 6, 52 tabs at 145,000. I expect that they go up a, a decent amount more. But yeah, you know, I, you get a little immune to it working at Heritage, not to sound like I'm bragging by any means, but I've worked for, you know, companies in the past that, you know, a thousand dollar item was exactly, exactly. in Heritage. Right. It's like crazy. There was a time. It's nuts. And there was a time when I worked for Heritage that we didn't hit a million dollar item and now we hit several per auction. Yeah. So you do, you know, become a little bit immune to it. Um, but, uh, you know, you never you never get tired of uh, looking at a 52 taps mantle. That's for sure. So, Chris, I actually was going to you kind of leading into my next question. You, you must have done. Did you do another interview before this show today? Because you're like leading me right to my next question, man. Which is? I mean, I'm a communications major. Just oh, I'm himself. a communications major. Where'd you go to school? Okay, yeah. Uh, University of Wisconsin, Green oh, Bay. Oh, fantastic. Beautiful. I was going to uh, ask you. Yeah, as, you know, I can relate to, to, to what you guys are doing, and, uh, yeah. and you're doing a good job so far. Hold, a, on, hold on, We're where, doing a good job so far, where did you said. Go to school? Awesome. Boston College. Oh. Yeah, that's in Chestnut Hill. They, they have a great program. Will you stop? Where'd you go? You didn't even go anything past Austin Prep. Where'd you go to college? <laughs> did you go to college? <laughs> what are you talking about? You Maine. By the way, you kicked our ass. <laughs> did you go when uh, Doug Flutie was there? I was two years behind Doug Flutie, Chris. Yeah, so I was there when Flutie was there. It was unbelievable. And you probably had a mullet just like he did. I <laughs> Unfortunately, my hair grew out, not down, so I had more of a fro, okay. which if I took this hat off, it would be hard to believe that I had anything <laughs> at that time. But what I was going to ask you is you're a young guy, you're a sports fan, you're working for Heritage Auctions right now. It's been in the news. So I know there's probably some – some repetition, some drudgery, as there is with any job, and also shows. But um, it has to be fun. It has to be pretty neat to be in that environment as a sports fan, as a sports guy, and as a professional. Yeah, I mean, we definitely have our monotony. Yeah, uh, yeah. From time to time, with as we would with any job. But you know, I get to deal with some pretty cool people. I brought in the Dave Robinson collection, and, and he was a uh, he's a Pro Football Hall of Famer who played with the Packers. Yeah, Lombardi. yeah. He's a Lombardi guy. And, yeah. uh, you know, whenever I can do something like that, you know, I get to eat dinner with the guy. We're going to a game <laughs> later this year. It's uh, cool. You know, that's it? really neat. Yeah. And definitely a perk of the job. You know, some of the non perks of the job is when somebody wants, uh, thinks their 1988 Donruss Greg Jeffries card is worth a million dollars. They call us. <laughs> Don't be knocking. But, uh, I mean, it was a cool card at the time. At the time, man. Hold on. That's the one that, you know, that's that. There's a backstory to that. What, and he's, he's watching the show right now. One of our very, very loyal followers, Joe, Staten Island Joe, Mar yeah. uh, Joe Marino. He bought, when that card came out, <laughs> God's right. Honest Truth, he bought a thousand of them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
He bought a thousand. It was of the them. hottest thing there was. And, oh, he sent them. I have them dream. all. He sent he them to the me. Yeah, I was doing the local. I was doing a local TV, Cards and Comics Monthly, with Chris, our buddy Chris, and uh, man, the Jeffrey. He was going to be Pete Rose and Mantle all rolled yeah. into so one. So you know, what we did. Yeah. I got to, we got we got Staten Island Joe to sign about fifty cards, and we give them out every once in a while to followers and viewers we don't like. We, we mail it out to them. That's typically what so we do. So mine will be in the mail tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Hey, absolutely. I do have a question. There, there is one item that's really piqued my interest, that 51 complete Bowman set. Uh, what's the score? Do you, you know what that what is? Uh, can you tell us right now what the bidding is at, or is it you have to, like, scroll down and... I just got to it. It's at ten thousand five hundred right now. Wow, that's, that's all that's... I know about that set. I did not write that description. No, but, but it that's a, nice. this is a fifty-one Bowman baseball set. That's uh, not great. It's not graded. I don't believe, right? Uh, the one I'm looking at, it's graded. The mantle's a, a one and a half. Yeah. Uh, I mean... The the maze is a four. Um, ten grand. I'm it looks keep... like you know a lot of them are not graded, but uh, the keys look. Uh, appear to be great. Yeah, I'm going to keep my eye on that one. That's a good. That's there a good go. buy. That's yeah. a good buy. Hey, Chris, I were you or are you still a collector? And if so, what do you collect? Big time. Um, I'm a huge Green Bay Packer, vintage Green Bay Packer collector. My two bread and butters, I would say, are uh, game worn Hall of Famer jerseys. Cool. Uh, especially from the Lombardi era. Yeah. And uh, then I also collect uh, old promotional posters of the Packers dating all the way back to the 1920s What's his on name? through the, the late 60s. The guy from Lawrence. Bill Quinlan. Bill Billy Quinlan. We had, we had a local guy, Bill Quinlan, Bill, who Billy played, played sure. for the Packers. Billy, yeah. uh, Billy passed yeah. away a couple yeah. of years ago. Yeah. But, uh, Billy was, he played in 62, 63. Yeah. 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 He, won, he was there for one or two championship teams. Yeah, he's, he's pretty yeah. good. Pre-Super Bowl. Michigan State. NFL champion. What's his yeah. connection? Uh, he from our hometown. Yeah, here. Lawrence Mass. But he's, passed, he's, from. He's, yeah. Pa- he's since passed away. Yeah. But, uh, we know who he is. Yeah, he was notable. Yeah, he was a good ball player. You know, I've always said, Zap, you know, there's all these sort of – People have their sports bucket lists. And I don't have a lot because I've been lucky being in media. I've been to a lot of stadiums, a lot of places. But the one place that's still on the list, go see the go see a Packers game in Green Bay and do the the, uh, the museum and everything, you know? So it's a great I take, isn't house it? I right next to Lambeau Field. You guys can park in my yard when it's wow. a game. And you're serious? You're on the board of the Packers Hall of Fame committee? Mm-hmm. That's, yep. That's been for tremendous. like six years or something. Yeah, that's awesome. Hey, Chris, have you ever been to Fenway? You ever been to Boston? One time, one time. I, I didn't go to a game, but I had a buddy that worked security at Fenway, <laughs> who I worked with at a, uh, Upper Deck, and uh, he let us in. Nice. And just walked around at night. It was pretty, pretty uh, surreal. That's pretty you know neat. what's amazing? I couldn't this... believe how small the area was. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's like packed in. really unbelievable. Everything here is confined. packed in. Everything's yeah. confined. Yeah. Really. It's similarities so... to Lambeau Field. I mean, just being small area and. Yeah, an older you know stadium and atmosphere. It's very very cool. Well, you I know they the owners here, even though they've taken some heat for other things, they've done a great job in modernizing the park, but keeping kind of probably similar to Lambo. Yeah, well you very, see very those similar. you see those aerial shots of Lambo. It looks like a new yeah. field, but obviously it's an historical landmark, just like Fenway. Same, they've done a pretty good job, a real good job uh, of that. Yeah, actually. they've done. I think they've done all they can do at Fenway. What else can they do? Well, originally there was thoughts we're going to tear it down. No, no, but I'm saying else, the existing. No, they've added right. seats, but they've stayed with the footprint. Yeah, they've no, kept like the history, it. and so it's been great. All right, listen, we're going to take one a break. My, Go ahead. Not to cut you off, but one of my no, big regrets is not going to the Boston Garden. I, I actually, oh, yeah. my, my two favorite teams growing up were the Celtics and the Bucks. Um, I was a Celtics fan because my parents used to bring me into this sports bar back in the day. Uh, I was probably seven years old, and there was a picture, uh, a poster of Larry Bird hanging up, <laughs> and I just fell in love with Larry Bird. And uh, I've seen Larry Bird play live, uh, but it was in Milwaukee. But I always wanted to go to the Boston. You know Garden. what's great yeah. about that place? It sucks. The, the one, of, the best thing about the Boston Garden, the old, the old garden, the old garden. Yeah. The best thing about the Boston Garden was in April during playoff time when it was sometimes 75 degrees and they knew the Celtics knew all the soft Turn spots. the locker room up. No, they used to put the, he used to, they used to crack up the heat, number one. And the other thing is the water from the, from the rink used to seep up oh, every once in a while. The floor would be slippery. Through the parquet. Yeah, yeah. And the Celts knew where all I those little spots were. There's a famous uh, game five of the 84 finals, Celtics-Lakers. It was 120. Remember, Kareem was taking oxygen. I was at that game. My neighbor's had season tickets. I went to the game with them, and it was unbelievable. I mean, it was 120 
in the old guy. Be, before yeah. we take a break, I mean, now I'm going back when I was in high school, uh, 68, 69. I mean, a, a good friend of mine, Dennis Murphy, we used to pay, we used to take the train to North Station at least four or five times a year. Walk in, pay $2, and sit in the third balcony. Watch Russell and yeah. Larry Siegfried yeah. and Sam Havlicek, and Casey Havlicek, all yeah. those guys. Yeah. All right, listen, we're chatting with so Chris cool. Nero. You know something? This guy's pretty good. He's awesome. He's not bad. He's awesome. Chris, you know something? Uh, you're, you're working your way up the pole here. <laughs> all right, listen, we're going to take a quick break. We come back. We have more to chat about. You know, we're going to start picking your brain because... I have some questions about some of these millennial investors, fractional buying, all that really good stuff that I know you love. <laughs> Hang in here. We'll be right back. Since 1996, Brian Drent and the staff at Denver's Mile High Card Company have led the charge in the collectibles hobby. Mile High is a full-service dealer specializing in buying and selling cards and offers a competitive consignment program for all collectors. Whether it be their computerized want list service, appraisals, or auction services, Mile High has it all. If you've been searching for a company with a selection of high-grade vintage 1888 to 1970 baseball cards and memorabilia that shares your passion, aim high, Mile High. Go to milehighcardco.com or call 303-840-2784 for more information. This is Brian Drent, president of Mile High Card Company. Is your sports card and memorabilia collection properly insured? For easily replaced personal property, homeowner's insurance is all most people need. But for prized possessions that you may have spent a lifetime collecting, it doesn't go nearly far enough. Collectibles Insurance Services has been insuring for over 50 years. They offer a full range of protection and a $0 deductible at an affordable rate with no appraisals required. I know because they insure my collection. If you have a minute, go to collectinsure.com and learn more about insuring your personal card or memorabilia collection. Hi, this is Dan from Memory Lane Auctions here to remind you that the renowned Memory Lane Collectibles Company has served as a beacon of light to the collecting community for the past several decades. Indeed, folks, it has been our utmost privilege and pleasure to provide the most enthusiastic collectors with an abundance of the finest sports cards and memorabilia for America's most coveted sports personalities via our world-class auctions. Whether you choose either a private sale transaction or the auction route, Memory Lane cordially invites you to reach out to us to maximize the value of your prized possessions. Also, it is not just sales that we pride ourselves on being the best of the rest, because if you are seeking a particular keepsake for your esteemed gathering, we will be relentless in our quest to find that special piece to fulfill your collecting dreams. So no time to wait. Reach out to us today for the purposes of capitalizing on our unparalleled marketing capabilities. Simply pick up the phone and dial 877-606-5263. That's 877-606-LANE. Or find us on the World Wide Web at www.memorylaneinc.com. Now is the time for your valued consignment to ultimately become another one of Memory Lane's record-setting prices. How would you like to own the bat that was used by your favorite player when he hit that towering home run or game-winning base hit? Now look no further than JT Sports, specializing in the sale and authentication of professional game-used bats. As the official authenticators of professional model game used bats for PSA DNA, JT Sports will guarantee the authenticity of any bat purchased from them. JT Sports also buys and sells game-worn uniforms, gloves, and baseball equipment. The unique quality of the collectible is what JT Sports is all about. Give them a call at 609-487-8003 or check them out at GameUseBats.com. Okay, we are back with Chris Nerritt from Heritage. But before we chat with Chris, tell us about our good friends at the New England Card Show. Now, this is your first read of this. It is my first Let's read of this. Let's do it diligently and efficiently. So you want me to get every word right? Correct. I'm going to try. Primetime Events is proud to present the New England Card Show weekend. This <clears> two-day <throat> show. This is poorly written, by the way. <laughs> I didn't write it. Who wrote it? They did. 
This is wonderfully written. It's awesome. This two-day show is on Saturday and Sunday, October 1st and 2nd at the Mass Mutual Center in Springfield, Massachusetts. The New England Card Show takes place from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. at the Mass Mutual Center, 1277 Main Street in Springfield. There will be over 300 tables, Red Sox legends like Rico Petroselli. That's our guy. Tianso. Tian's out. No Louis Tian. Jim Lomborg, yes. For autographs, auction houses, accepting consignments, and much more. But that's not all. What else is there? On Saturday night, Zap, starting at 6 p.m., join us for prime time Saturday night at the iconic Basketball Hall of Fame for true, two great free admission events. First, Hobby Talk in the Basketball Hall of Fame Theater, featuring the best blogger in the industry with Tyler from Santiago Cards, Ryan from Breakout Cards, and more with audience Q&A hosted by Rob Gerard, the sports card therapist from 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. Then, doors open at 7 p.m. for trade night on the Hall of Fame Center Court. It's kid-friendly. There's a food, bar service, and great featured vendors like Card Vault, DCI, all sorts of sports store and elite breaks on-site with giveaways for the kids and much more from 7 p.m. to 11 p.m. And yes, admission is free. That's the New England Card Show. This is going to be big. The ultimate sports card show experience. For more info, call 860-819-4343 or go to necardshow.com. That's necardshow.com. John's going to be in next week. For John details. Damaris. Yeah, John Damaris is going to be This is going to be a big show. It's going to be a this landmark is gonna show. Wind, this is going to be the biggest show in it's New gonna England. It's going to be one of those evolve. things after this, year after year. It's going to be a and destination. You know, you know who's been working with them uh, behind the scenes, really helping them out, is our good friend Joe Drellick from well, the Philly Show. then that can sure. only make yeah. it better. And, and by the way, Ellen and I are going to be there uh, uh, on Sunday of that uh, of that uh, event <clears throat> for a couple of hours. Say awesome. hi to people. Rico Great. is going to be there doing a signing. Yep. You know, Rico pulls off this stuff, man. All he does is play golf, help people, and sign things for money. It's amazing. That's what he does. He called the other day. When was it? It was uh, Thursday, last Thursday night. I see, he called me up. He was eating a hot dog. <laughs> I said, where are you? He said, I'm at Fenway. I'm in a corporate booth. <laughs> I said, so let me get this straight. You're shoving food in your mouth, and they're paying you big money. And he's calling you. And he leaves in the fourth inning. <laughs> I mean, are you freaking kidding well, me? I don't like people who leave early for things. I know, really. All right, listen, let's get back to Chris. Uh, Chris Narat from Heritage Auctions. All right, Chris, let's, let's get down to brass tacks here. You ready? Fractional buying. Fire fractional buying. What are your thoughts on fractional buying? Uh. <laughs> and by the way, I've asked the same question to Grady. I've asked the same question to Provenzal, to JP. I so just say what they said say, so you can say, keep your job. Right. I didn't listen, so I don't know what I can get away with. Uh, I mean, here's the thing. Uh, you know, I understand it um, to an extent. Uh, it's not for me as a collector. Um, I want to own the piece myself. I want to be able to display it. You know, a lot of people say, well, it's an investment. Well, it's an investment to own it yourself, too. Um, It's good for the hobby, though, um, because it does push up auction prices. And I like that. Yeah. And there are people that can't afford the big piece. So I get it. Um, Like I said, it's it's not for me, though. Um, I'm a collector. uh, And, you know, eventually I'll sell my items. So it is an investment, too. But uh, I hope it works out. You know, I hope I hope it is successful. I think the verdict is still out a little bit on it. Um, but if, you know, fractional buying is, uh, takes off and is very successful, it's only going to help prices. And I like that. So, Chris, and this is interesting because there's a lot of times where this business, you have to sort of sacrifice your heart for your brain. Right. And this is one of those things when you said it, you know, maybe it's not something you're into. Maybe it's not something Zap is into. But if it if it's good for the hobby, if it brings in new buyers, if it brings in new consumers from a business standpoint, you kind of have to go with the flow. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, you know, anytime I see one of our competitors breaking a record or something like that, a lot of people, you know, they might ask me, oh, you probably can't stand those guys or whatever. And I'm like, it's great. You know, the more yeah. that any of our competitors or we're in the, the media, it's great for the hobby, and, and it's only going to help us in the long run. Well, that was sort of the mood, Zap, and we were at the National, and that Mantle card was there, the fame now that went for $12.6 million. That was, you know, people were taking competitors of Heritage. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We're taking yeah, pictures yeah. with the card. Everyone's like, yeah, this is, even though it's Heritage's, that's great. You know, it's great for the business. Actually, so. that's right. I have a picture with uh, myself, Derek, and Brian Dwyer. Yeah, right. Yeah, you know. <laughs> um, 
right, I want to switch gears for a minute, Chris. Um, I'm a vintage guy. Um, I've been a vintage collector my entire adult life. Um, and I have very mixed feelings. And we've talked about it before. In mm. here. I have very mixed feelings about, uh, I think it's great for the hobby, the modern and ultra-modern uh, influx that's happened in the hobby. But I'm not a big fan of the card flipping. Um, again, I, you know, I, you, can, you can do very well. Everybody knows that. But then again, you can have a Tatis or you can have a Zion Williamson or a Trey Lance now. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on that? On, 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 I, on, on the, you know, what's happening to, I, I, is it a love of the hobby or is it more of just an investment? There's an element of gambling involved for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, box breaks or it's gambling, uh, no way around it. And it's exciting. It's entertaining. It's good for the hobby. Yeah. It, see, it. it is. I mean, um, I, no, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, you know, as far as, uh, you know, Tatis, uh, Zion Williamson, I, I, I steer my clients away from collecting current players. Uh, it's too, too risky. Um, you know, you can have a guy get in trouble. Um, you can have a guy break his leg. You can have a guy just not play well. You know, that's, that's too risky. Why, why I buy those guys when you can buy, you know, uh, a vintage player that's proven himself that, that won't get in trouble yeah. um, or hurt himself. You know, uh, there's an element of, you know, you, you could buy a, a, not a real huge prospect. I had a buddy that bought Giannis cards his rookie year for, you know, 15 to $50 for his really good ones. Yeah. And his collection's now worth three or $400,000. He invested probably 10 grand into it. Mm. So you have yeah. that. That's really cool. But, uh, you know, it's, it's volatile for sure. Um, if you're a gambler, go for it. <laughs> if you just enjoy the, the modern game that much and collect that, go for it. Uh, but if I'm, you know, advising a client uh a way to invest i i don't advise modern current players chris i was going to say let i just want to talk a little bit about the auction there's some great vintage cards there as always at ha.com but you're a football and basketball guy and i was looking at some of the there's some pretty neat football cards and there's some johnny unitas in there jim brown you got some joe namath and on the basketball side we talked about you know bill russell earlier jerry west the big o jabbar jordan can you talk about um the football and basketball stuff available in this auction right now a little bit. Yeah. I, I was just looking through it. Um, you know, I'm a big ticket guy. Yeah. Definitely have some tickets. Yeah. One thing I'll say about tickets, you know, the Jordan like debut stubs and things, they were so high and now they've really come down in price. Hmm. I think they're great, great buys at what they're at right now. I mean, there's still only a fraction uh, of Jordan debut stubs compared to what, you know, an 86 Fleer, what the population is on that. It's not even close. It's like 1% of the population uh, for a debut stub compared to an 86 Fleer. So I think it's a, just a that's great a good point. investment. That's, that's, I, never, I never realized that. That's a, that's a hell of a, uh, of a good point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and <clears throat> as far as the other cards that we have in the auction, um, you know, just the, 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 the normal, standard, unbelievable basketball and football offerings. We have a uh, a nice PSA nine uh, Jordan, uh, or I should say, uh, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird card. Yep. We have a a, a team bag with the, the Jordan one hundred and one star card in there, um, and I know one just sold for crazy money. I think those are a great buy still. Um, uh, you know, star company cards are kind of a an oddity almost in the hobby. I, I work for. SCD Authentic, the grading company that many of you probably don't even know about. Um, but we were around for a couple of years uh, and Steve Taft uh, is the guy that is uh, teaching all these companies to grade star cards. And a lot of people don't think, uh, you know, they might not know that the majority of star cards are authentic. Um, and uh, I, I just think that if people knew that more, I, I think that they'd even be more collected Um so a Jordan 101 card is always a really, really good one. And I think that the value is there on something like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's uh, another one of those auctions that we have tons of great football and basketball. And 
And on top of that, I think that NFL cards or, or, or football cards are still undervalued. Football memorabilia. I mean, it's the most popular game in the United States right now. And as far as the hobby goes, it's not the most popular. You know, that's, you're, making, so, uh, you're making a very interesting point, and you, you may or may not be able to answer this, but and I agree with you, but it seems as though with football cards, the old vintage cards are the ones that got passed by and that the modern and ultra modern cards, you know, the the Mac, uh, the you know, the Max, the uh, you know, whatever, Patrick the, Mahomes, yeah, the yeah, Burroughs yeah, cards, yeah. those modern football cards are really continuing to to grow in value. But then you get, you know, other than like the Jim Brown and a couple of other ones, I mean, you know, you can pick up uh, an Otis Taylor or uh, 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 I don't know, pick somebody, you know, uh, right. anybody for right. for cheap money. Did that old, that first generation of football players just miss the boat? I mean, so far, it almost looks like that. Uh, when I started collecting, you know, like any other kid or or teenager or young adult, uh, we, we collect the modern stuff. But my mentality was always, okay, I had, you know, I had the Brett Favre card, but now I want the Bart Starr card because it's older. The Curly Lambo autograph for the Vince Lombardi. You don't see it a lot with uh, the young kids um, who are buying these modern cards, but I, you know you'd have to think a percentage of them will try to delve into the older players. That's what we're hoping for, right? I mean, yeah, we, and it, it only makes sense. I mean, the the vintage stuff—it's not the created rarity as some of these modern cards. And, exactly. And to it's, me, the, the 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 vintage game or the older NFL was so much more charming. Uh, maybe more violent too at times, but uh, more entertaining at times than the modern game. And, you know, you, you would think that people would collect these guys more. And I think it still might happen, but uh, it hasn't right. yeah, like, no, completely exploded yet. I mean, it's a great point he made. And it hasn't been made, actually, in the shows I've done that, you know, football is the most popular sport by far in right. America, but not in terms of the hobby. I you mean, know? you're not going to get not. right. You know, and, and, and that's what you know. I'm tr- you're trying which is to, interesting. Trying to put your 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 finger on the your your finger on the pulse there with the, with football. I mean, because he, you know, manufactured rarities is what you just talked about. You know, and that that's creative. I, I you're not going to get you're not going to get that Roosevelt Brown and, uh, a prism card with the feather in his hat. You right, know what I mean? Right. You just. Uh, but it, I think with the modern collector, maybe it's the younger collector. Although I don't want to pigeonhole that because there's older people that collect modern. It's very stat based. So you know, Walter Payton's stats are done. God rest his soul. You know what I mean? Joe Namath's stats are done. But, uh, They're going by who the stats. So you know? why why They're buying based on the stats, which are ever changing? So why so, did my fantasy not, football has a big oh a maybe big that's thing it. and fantasy that. football is, is a point. huge part of it. No, no because doubt. yeah, let's talk about your generation of collecting is different than my generation a little, of yeah, collecting. Yeah, a little bit after. But right, why did why did my generation of collectors really get into Using baseball, T two O sixes, thirty three Gaudis. Those guys were dead long before I, I was born. I know. You know, forty one play balls. Yeah. You know, we kind of all gravitated to those. Now, when I was a kid, obviously my fifty six, my fifty eight tops cards, my fifty nine right. tops cards. Right. Right. But this new generation doesn't seem to have any interest at all in the years before they were yeah. born. They it's just interesting. Don't. Well, it's because even Chris said it, and Chris, you can comment on this again. He said, you know, he got into the the, the Packers, you know, with whoever it was, Brett Favre or some. I don't know how old you are, Chris, but but then you yep. wanted you wanted to learn about Bart Starr, and you have an interest now in in the old Vince Lombardi Packers, and that's how it was with me in terms of um, interest in sports. Yeah, I got interested in sports in the late seventies, but then I wanted to learn about. Sure. Mickey Mantle and Willie Mays and the guys that came before. It's different for everyone, I guess. I mean, Chris, like you said, you're a football guy. I mean, do you do you collect, you know, 1961 or 1958 Giants, Browns, Packers, I mean, Packers? Whatever, yeah. yeah, I don't do cards. I do memorabilia, but okay. the majority of my collection is pre 1970. Really? Okay, see, there you go. That's very cool. Yeah. What's yeah. the best piece that you have? What's your favorite piece? I have a few Holy Grails. I have a uh, <laughs> Ray Nitschke's Ice Bowl jersey, photo match. Wow. Oh, man. Um, cool. I have Reggie White's Super Bowl 31 jersey. Oh. Uh, 
photo match. I Brett Favre's first ever Packer jersey. I have a Bart Starr, one of only three known Doreen 1960s Bart Starr game worn jerseys. Very wow. cool. I have the, the first three Packer programs ever from 1921. Uh, lots of stuff. So, Reg, do you. Red, the do you, Reggie White one. That's, 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 that's a Super Bowl against the Patriots. Right. When he made Max yeah. Lane look like a turnstile in the <laughs> second right. half of that game. Unbelievable. Hey, yeah. do, you, uh, do you display that stuff or do you have it for safekeeping? Yeah. I mean, because that's, you know, I've always stayed away from the big memorabilia because of display for display purposes. Do you display yeah. yours? Yeah, to me, the only reason to own this stuff is to show it to people. Right, I agree. Um, I, uh, I definitely, I'm in Dallas right now. My collection's in Wisconsin, and I don't display it when I'm not around. It's very safe, insured um, surveillance yeah, uh, but when I'm when I'm back in Green Bay, it's definitely to be shown to people. I have probably forty mannequins uh, that I use that I put my jerseys on, and I have people over for games and whatnot. And that's anyone cool. that from out of state, from anywhere in the state uh, that's around, uh, I invite them to my house, and they want to see this stuff. Uh, you know, Very, like I, I said, know, I not, know where we're going. It's not that's bragging it. about it. It's yeah. not showing it off. It's just being able to uh, see the smile on the people's face and maybe educate them a little bit about the history. We're going to a Packer game next fall, and we're hanging with Chris. Oh, yeah, absolutely. 100%. <laughs> absolutely. kidding? We are chatting with Chris Nerat from uh, Heritage Auctions. So some behind-the-scenes questions. Is Grady as <laughs> different to you guys as he seems to us? Hundred percent. Yeah, I've never <laughs> met anyone like that. Yeah. He's got a good heart, um, he's, but he's a character. Oh, we yeah. love him. We love him. Yeah. He is. He is such fun. You know, he's uh, co-hosted uh, a couple of shows with us at the National. And mm-hmm. uh, were you at the National this year? Yeah, and 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 just to touch on that, any any chance to make Grady's head bigger than it already is is just wonderful. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Yeah, that's all you. <laughs> Probe does a good job too. Yeah, you see that blue suit Probe was wearing at the national man. Yeah, you got it at Kmart. Good lord, seven, I believe. Yeah, it was a blue light special. It was too small for him too. (laughs) It was a little small. It was like like a Pee Wee Herman. Yeah, it was like it was like you know like like crazy. Hey, they didn't show up today. We can bomb them. Oh yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Listen, we have a few minutes left, Chris. Chris, you know, uh, before uh, we came on the air, John and I were talking about. Heritage Auction and the size of that company. People don't realize how big that frigging company is. <laughs> I mean, how many? Do you have any idea how many employees you guys have worldwide? I had to throw a number out there, four to five hundred, but it's. I, I don't. I don't know the exact number, but it's. I mean, we have over forty categories. So, if we have an average of you know five to ten people per category, and some of our like we have probably 25 people working in our sports department and coins has probably got 40 people working for them. So, I mean, we may be well over 500. I'm not sure. That's, that's, uh, it's just amazing uh, uh, how big and they're, 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 they're all over the place. Yeah. They're all over the place. Yeah. It's kind of cool. big, uh, big reach for sure. Do you guys have, I mean, I know we talked earlier with every job. There's like you said, there's some monotony to it. Do you guys talk sports a lot? Is there a lot of back and forth, a lot of my team versus your team stuff in the, in the hallways there? Uh, a little bit, you know, I'll see a lot of the guys and I'll comment on the Cowboys. They all know I'm a big Packer guy, yeah. <laughs> you know, right now in our building, they, we moved out to Irving, Texas, and it's a huge complex, but it's not as much, uh, you don't see a, a lot of people. It's such a big building. It's like a quarter of a mile walk from one end to the other. So I used right. to, you know, see a lot of the art people and, yeah, and in different, in different, um, people like that, but I don't even see them anymore. So it's just, it's so large. It's like a little city in here, but uh, yeah, you know, we, in our office, we definitely have a lot of people that uh, like different teams. So we'll bounce uh, some trash talk off of each other, but uh, (laughs) I'm not a huge trash talker. You know, it's not me out there playing. I just hope that my team does well and we're competitive and it's fun. No, Chris, before we let you go, uh, you know, Joe Orlando is a a very dear friend of of ours. Uh, Joe's been a colleague uh, in a lot of different projects that we've been involved in. And quite frankly, uh, you guys are blessed to have him because – 
He is, uh, when it comes to cards, I, I don't think there's anybody in the Solid country guy too. that Solid knows dude, yeah. more than Joe. And yeah. he's just a, a great guy, great yep. family man. And you guys are blessed, blessed to have him. So, uh, you know, I don't know how, how well you know Joe, but uh, he's going to be a big asset to, to your company. Well, listen, uh, I got to tell you something, man. I think you may have moved up. I think uh, we may have to bounce. Chris, the Grady honest to God, man. Prov. I think Bravo. they're out, bro. Bravo, I, you know? Chris. Excellent work, uh, man. I appreciate it. I'd love to come back out. Yeah, uh, I, I think we're going to have to negotiate with them now because uh, either they're going to have to throw us some ching. No doubt. Or, uh, you know, <laughs> or they're out. Anyways, H.A. Dot com is yep. the uh, great auction, auction going on right great now. Great auction. You yep. got a fall auction coming up. And Chris, seriously, uh, thanks for jumping in at the last minute. And by the way, a little programming note. When we come back, this guy's going to be gone too. I got to pull a Rico. I'm leaving in the fourth inning. You got uh, yeah. an assignment? I have an assignment. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to be doing solo. Chris uh, uh, Lee Behrens is going to yep. be joining us shortly. So it's uh, from uh, uh, Sterling Sports. Chris, thanks so thanks, much. Chris. And uh, we'll talk to you down the road. All right, guys. Thank you. Take care. Chris Narrett from right, HA.com Heritage. Good guy, man. Awesome. He did, listen, stuff. that's not easy to do. Communications major, bro. He's a communications major. All right, we're going to take a quick break. <laughs> we come back. Lee Betrins <laughs> is in the house. We'll be right back. Pristine Auction is a family-owned and operated online auction specializing in autographed memorabilia, sports cards, coins, art, and collectibles. Since their founding in 2010, they've grown to two facilities in Phoenix, Arizona, totaling over 60,000 square feet. Jared Cavalier and an incredible staff of over 150 team members serve a very large customer base and enjoy every minute of it. By working with leading authentication companies, Pristine ensures all items are 100% authentic. In addition, third-party authenticators regularly travel to Pristine Auction to provide authentication services on-site. Pristine Auction strives to operate its business in a way that's honoring to God, their families, and their customers. With a strong focus on speed, quality, and premier customer service, their mission is to be the leading online auction for every level of collector and fan. Pristine also works for Hope Sports and Identity Hoops International, traveling to Mexico to build houses for the less fortunate. Pristine Auction offers several online auction formats with thousands of auctions ending each day. For more information, go to pristineauction.com. That's Pristine Auction, the best in the business. If you're a discerning collector interested in owning the most important pieces in the hobby, look no further than Leland's Auctions. The original sports auction and appraisal house, Leland's was established in 1985 by legendary pioneer founder Joshua Leland Evans. And today, President Mike Hefner carries on the tradition. From the Tom Brady card and memorabilia collection, to the famed Boston Garden auction, to high-end card auctions from every major sport. Leland's has always maintained the highest standards. Go to Leland's.com and get your bid in. That's Leland's, the hobby's leading sports auction house for four decades. It's often been said that championships are won on the practice field, and world records come only to those willing to work harder than everybody else. Heritage Auctions is the world's largest collectibles auctioneer, because we believe that becoming the best is only an invitation to the challenge of remaining the best. This requires the skills of the hobby's top experts, capable of identifying and maximizing value for our consigners. It requires the most visited website in the industry, courting a global audience of collectors over a million and a half strong. It requires a dedicated press department that expands our global reach far beyond the entrenched hobby marketplace. It's hard work, but a simple premise. Present the finest collectibles to the largest population of potential buyers, and world records will come. We invite all listeners to put the unmatched power of Heritage Auctions to work for you. Auction evaluations are always free, and our commission-based fee structure ensures that our interests are always aligned. The highest possible price for your collectibles. There will always be new world records to chase, so let's chase them together. Visit our website at ha.com and request your no-obligation review today. Hi, this is Dan from Memory Lane Auctions, here to remind you that the renowned Memory Lane Collectibles Company has served as a beacon of light to the collecting community for the past several decades. Indeed, folks, it has been our utmost privilege and pleasure to provide the most enthusiastic collectors with an abundance of the finest sports cards and memorabilia 
for America's most coveted sports personalities via our world-class auctions. Whether you choose either a private sale transaction or the auction route, Memory Lane cordially invites you to reach out to us to maximize the value of your prized possessions. Also, it is not just sales that we pride ourselves on being the best of the rest, because if you are seeking a particular keepsake for your esteemed gathering, we will be relentless in our quest to find that special piece to fulfill your collecting dreams. So no time to wait. Reach out to us today for the purposes of capitalizing on our unparalleled marketing capabilities. Simply pick up the phone and dial 877-606-5263. That's 877-606-LANE. Or find us on the World Wide Web at www.memorylaneinc.com. Now is the time for your valued consignment to ultimately become another one of Memory Lane's record-setting prices. They are prized possessions, and you need a place to store them that is safe and secure. The eBay Vault is exactly that, an insured, climate-controlled facility with state-of-the-art security that guards your valuable collection around the clock. Your Vault account is protected by two-step verification and easily accessible through eBay Collection. And everything stored in the eBay Vault is backed by Authenticity Guarantee. Buying and selling is a seamless experience. When you buy an eligible card on eBay, it can be sent directly to the eBay Vault at checkout. Or, if it's already in the eBay Vault, you can just keep it there. And selling from the eBay Vault is just as easy. Every card in the Vault has been expertly inspected, detailed, and photographed, so you can quickly sell it with a pre-populated listing. And if your buyer chooses to withdraw their card from the eBay Vault, we handle packing, shipping, and insurance. And same goes for you. If you want that rare rookie card in your hands, you can have it shipped to you at any time. Collect like a pro with the eBay Vault. The eBay Vault is coming, and it's climate-controlled, insured, and protected with 24-hour security. Soon, you'll be able to send cards already in your collection directly to the eBay Vault. They will take high-quality photos in the front and the back of the card and document all the details for your viewing pleasure and make the listing-to-sell process seamless for you. For more information, go to ebay.com, connecting buyers and sellers globally. You know, I I feel kind of naked up here. By myself. You're all alone. I know. I mean, I mean, you're not all Lori's gone. Lee Barron's is supposed to join us. He's, he's not he's here. He's working on it. You yeah. and Chrissy are here. Thank God. You had a pinch hitter for the pinch I get, hitter? I get lonely sometimes, you know? Do you really? Yeah, I do. Hey, by the way, another show coming up. Our good friend Joe Drellick and the CSA Shows is coming up in October. CSA Shows is proud to present the Chantilly Show being held on October 21st to 23rd. Held at the Dulles Expo Center in Chantilly, Virginia, just minutes from the Dulles International Airport. Celebrating over 25 years at the same location, there will be over 300 dealer tables exhibiting on over 100,000 square feet of space. With both vintage sports cars and memorabilia, as well as modern-day sports treasures, you won't have to look very far for that special card, bat, ball, or autograph. Major auction houses and third-party grading companies will be on site to assist you with your collecting and authentication needs. Some of your favorite superstars will be on hand, including football great Champ Bailey, former NBA superstar Dave Bing, I loved him, the bus Jerome Bettis, baseball Hall of Famer Vlad Guerrero, and many, many more. For more information, go to to csashows.com. That's the Chantilly Show, where you can find all of your sports collector's treasures. And do we have Lee with us? Lee. I think I'm here. You're here. Lee Behrens from Sterling Sports Auction. Lee, we have a few minutes. How are you, bud? Not too bad. I had to use my iPad here, so it's going to be a little different. That's okay. (laughs) You're on with us. Lee, you have a great, you know, I'm looking at some of the items on your uh, uh, auction right now. 57 tops NBA near set. Uh, uh, play, play ball, DiMaggio. You have a Gretzky. You have a cop. Tell us about it, man. You've got some great stuff in this auction. Yeah, I have a, uh, as you mentioned, the 57 tops basketball set, the complete set that is broken up. They took the key cards out and the individual. They are really nice shape. It's just the centering again that uh, you're dealing with. Uh, 52 uh, Bowman baseball complete set that's broken up. Uh, there's a 65 tops baseball set. Um, 
Here's a, a lovely little beater people like, uh, T3 Cobb. You know something? You can never go wrong with a T3 Cobb because as bad as that one looks, it's a real collectible item. Well, yeah, it's, it, you know, a bucket list deal, and here's a chance somebody has to get it as reasonable it gets. Here's a one I'd never seen before I got the thing. It's a 1955 Hank Aaron Spick and Span. It's in the PSA holder. It's wow. a 1.5, but it's very presentable. Very cool. Very cool. <laughs> we have lots of rookies in there again. A couple of Gretzky's, uh, Aaron. You have a couple of Bill Russells, don't you? You know, there's one Bill Russell from the set, and the, the koozie, obviously. Uh, there, there is a second uh, 61 Flair in action Bill Russell in there. Uh, T206s, once again, were strong. A Tons. Lot of portrait. Yeah, you get some E95s, you get E93s. Yeah, E98s, yeah, but a nice strong caramel run in there. And as always, your vintage 50s and, 50s and 60s cards. Uh, it's just a really nice, strong assortment. I have the second highest number of bidders I've ever had in an auction up to this point. So the bidding has been really strong, and I expect it to be really strong in the last couple of days. You know something, Lee? We've talked about this with you before. Uh, you you have a niche, and that's I think that's why people, you know, you're picking up ahead of steam with collectors. Because you're not, you're not going to have that million-dollar card. I don't think you want that million-dollar card. You have a really, really, really nice niche. You have a very affordable auction for collectors, and they won't have to break the bank. So I think, I mean, you've, you've got the whole package right there. Right. And, you know, I feel, and like you said, I mean, I'll leave the million-dollar cards up to your big auction sites. That uh, I mean, they, they can better handle something like that. Uh, I mean, I have no problem with handling like $50,000 cards and that type of thing, but I'll leave that big dollar stuff up to the big houses. But my prices are as strong, if not stronger than most of these big houses, auction houses that, uh, so either way, it's, it offers so much more for all kind of collectors that lots start as low as $20. Uh, how's the T206 Matheson going? Really strong. I it's I think the current bid is over two thousand right at two thousand or anything else at two point five. Excellent. Excellent. That's a great card. I that's uh that's, yeah it's one of my favorite cards that I have. Yeah, all those portraits in the T two oh sixes are strong. I, I was always an action pose guy and I always liked that, so I kind of passed on the portraits, but they've stayed strong since I can remember collecting them and they're really doing well in this. Uh, there's like 12 or 13 Hall of Famers alone, let alone the common players and portraits in this. Did I uh, did I see a couple of old judges or did, was that? Yes. The guy gave me, there's six different Billy Nash old judges and one has a Hall of Famer with it. Uh, I believe it's uh, Ratcliffe that's in there with him. Yeah. Uh, there's, I also have a run of Hall of Fame or Bob Feller autograph cards from 48. I saw that. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, yeah, it's Radburn sliding in with Nash. Uh, there's a Shonen Ruth postcard. You know, it's a Japanese postcard, but uh, if somebody's looking for uh, right now a Ruth under $1,000, that might be your your card right there. I said, this is a go-to card. So when does the auction end, Lee? The auction ends Thursday, September 22nd. All right, uh, so, so tonight's Wednesday. That's tomorrow night. Uh, the auction ends. And uh, is there any uh, – uh, how does the bidding process work at the end of the – it, does it end when it ends? What, what I do is uh, you have to have an initial bid in by 8 p.m. Okay. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, you only need one bid in and the whole auction to be allowed into extended bidding. Okay, good. Once you're in extended bidding, you can bid on any item in the auction. That's different than a lot of yeah, them. Yeah, that that's, that's a very good concept because typically you can't do that. No, I, I just found I was always so frustrated prior to having this when you'd basically be outbid on cards you're looking at. and. You tend to, if you're looking at an auction, you tend to have money available. Good. So you're then right. you start looking through the auction to see if there's something else you're interested in because you weren't placing a bid on it because you couldn't afford to buy four different cards. If that came absolutely. Through. And now you can go back and put your bids in and maybe win another card that uh, you didn't previously, you know, think you could. All right. So the auction ends tomorrow night. Your website address, sir. 
uh, sterlingsportsauctions.com. Uh, you can always just Google search Sterling Auctions. It will come up right to the top. If you can't find it real easy to register, if you're not already in there, yeah, sign you up, get your boat going. And always accepting consignments. Uh, I do eight auctions a year right now. So it's about every six weeks we run an auction. And we already got a good in place for number 107 out there. We got a good start to it. So we're going to wait for a strong finish for this one. And always love being on here, Tom. All right, brother. We love you and congratulations. Lee Barron's from Sterling Sports Auction. I tell you what, that's a good auction house. You know what I mean? Just affordable. That's that's what's key. All right, we're just about out of time. JM is gone. Rico's not here. Thanks to Chris Narrott from Heritage. My two compadre producers are here, though. They did a great job. With that being said, we love you guys. Thank you so much for the support. And remember, happy collecting. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.